you put down that stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to our podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today uh, we have have a message that I want to share with you today that the Lord just inspired and placed on my heart that uh, will help you. This message is is something that really <coughs> transformed me and changed my life. I remember a time we were once given the privilege to sit under the leadership of those that have gone ahead of us. And while I was in the company of other believers, we sat and we began to learn as um, Dr. Pastor Cholwe began to teach. And he made a statement to us that is very profound, that has changed my perspective of things. And he told us, with regards to service, with regards to your devotion, with regards to every labor that you endeavor to carry out, within the body of Christ. What will help you really attain or carry out those things effectively is simply by you becoming just a good Christian. So simple words, yet so powerful to comprehend. He says many solutions or rather many problems would be sorted out if people just became good Christians. He says just be a good believer. You will give generally. Just be a good believer. You will fast. Just be a good believer. You will serve. Just be a good believer. And that's the approach that I have taken ever since and gotten to dive in it more in depth. And this is what I'll be sharing with you today. In Ephesians chapter number 4, from verse 13, the Bible tells us one of God's desires for us and this is one of the reasons why he sent gifts to us for the equipment of the saints 
And it's because of this that he wants to see some of these results. And my focus is really on the last part that I'll just read for you. The Bible says, Till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So there are various things that God wants. The unity of faith, the knowledge of the Son of God. It, then it goes on to say, To a perfect man. And then it says, To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that's the last point I really want to focus on. He says that you get to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And when we talk about a stature, a stature is a form that is well defined. It simply means when somebody gets to look at you, the agenda or rather the will of God is that when somebody looks at you, they will say, I have seen Jesus. Why? Because you have the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. While he wrote this in the fourth chapter to the church at Ephesus, he writes the same thing to the churches in Galatia. Now, this is in Galatians chapter number 4 and verse 19. And he's writing to believers. And this is what he says. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. He's talking to believers. And he's saying, I have labor pains. I have pains, such as labor pains. And my desire is to ensure that Christ is formed in you. So it simply means, yes, they were born in Christ. But there's a certain place where they needed to be so developed in their walk with God that they take up the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hello. And immediately I got to understand something. I remembered my little child joy and I observed something when she was in her mother's womb we knew that this one is a girl obviously the, the doctors checked and verified that we knew she had the features of the girl but even though we knew that we got to understand that not everything was developed in her. There were certain things that needed to be developed. 
And that's why you understand even in the formation of a child while in the womb, you will notice lungs developing, different features begin to develop one after another. By the time the child is born, you agree that even though the child can be called a girl, even though the child can be called, you know, the legal offspring of Prophet Gomezio, that child still needs to develop. Guess what? When Joy was born, she had no teeth. But did that make her any less of a human? No. But teeth is required. Many of you are born in Christ. But remember, you are born in Christ as children. So if you are born in Christ as children, there are certain things in your Christian walk that should cause you to be developed then we can say you have the fullness of the stature of Christ. You are already in Christ. But because development is required until Christ is formed in you, then we still have work. Right now, Joy is two years old. I cannot say she's reached the full stature of her mother because many other things still need to be formed. More teeth need to come in her, in her mouth. But you will observe that development is actually her advantage. Because before development, she could only suck. But this time, she has developed teeth. Now she can bite, she can chew, she can eat meat. It's her advantage. Have you noticed the diet that was given to everyone that is born? It says as newborn babies desire spiritual milk, not meat, milk. It simply means even though you are fully born again, there must be development. So as you are sitting right there, as you are sitting right there on your seats, each of you has a stature of Christ. Each of you has a formation of Christ. But the question is, to what extent is Christ formed in you? Ha! Ah. To what extent? If you were to be given a mirror to see the formation of Christ in you, would you be happy? Or would you be like, hey, Have you seen how a fetus looks <laughs> in its first stages? It looks okay. Even just when a child, a, a baby in the womb, you do those uh, scans. Hey. When I first saw Joy, <laughs> the mother was like, that's your nose. I said, that's offensive. 
How can you say my nose is like that? The nose is looking. But development was taking place. Glory to God. So until Christ is formed in you. Now, obviously the formation and the development of Christ being formed in us lies in our consistency. Lies in our consistent habits, traits. It does. If joy was not eaten consistently, I would not be confident in her growing. If she was not resting consistently, I would not be confident. Now, while I'm talking about this, I really want to show you something. Yes, there can be a place where I can look at Jeremiah and he can yes be coming to church and then I notice Jeremiah and Waka Demba. I'll be able to observe this trait does not look like Christ, but I will be patient that he is getting formed to become like Christ. It simply means Kajaka Demba. I expect it to do what? To go. So what will I do? I will teach. I will guide. I will help. Until there is a formation. That's why the fivefold was there. Till a perfect man, till the fullness of the stature of Christ. Now, while there is a place of development, Jesus warns Jesus warns of a place of falsehood. Because sometimes, if you are not careful, you can think someone is developing, can't she? They have, they have adopted a falsehood kind of uh, trait. In Matthew 16 and verse 6, I'll explain what I mean when I say falsehood. Matthew 16, verse 6. The Bible says, Jesus said to them. Now, I need you to understand who the them are. The them, at this point, is not the crowd. The them, at this point, is not just anyone. The them are his disciples. And he's, you need to understand that the disciples are growing under the cover and the leadership of Jesus. But Jesus is warning his own disciples and he said to them, Take heed and beware of the living of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He says, Beware. Be careful of the living of the Sadducees. <laughs> the disciples actually wondered, why was Jesus saying this? Why should I be, you know, uh, uh, aware 
or should I take heed of the living of the, of the Pharisees and the disciples? And in verse 23, 12, sorry, verse 12, they got to understand later what Jesus meant. Then they understood that Jesus did not tell them to beware of the living of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. It simply means that when Jesus was warning about the living of the Pharisees, he was warning about a belief system, a behavior that the Pharisees had. Now, these Pharisees, by the way, the word Pharisee simply means separated one. Ah. <laughs> it simply means a separated one. And when it simply means a separated one, it is easy for you to also accept something like, I am a chosen generation. Meaning you are, what? You are separated. A royal priesthood. A peculiar. So these guys knew they were separated. Studied the law. Did diligent things. But there was a problem with these Pharisees. The problem these Pharisees had is that they would be committed to one thing yet not committed to another. Today, they would attend church consistently. Their attendance, there's no problem. But their character was not changing. There's a problem there. There's a very big problem there. Here they are saving still more, when you look at them, you are failing to see the stature of Christ. So remember the first kind of people that I was talking about are allowing Christ to be formed in them. But the other people are not necessarily allowing Christ to be formed in them. For them, they are allowing falsehood. In fact, should be 2 Timothy 3 verse 5. Get me? Yeah. Uh -huh. Look at what the Bible says. It says these guys have a form of godliness but denying its power. It's a form of godliness, but it's not godliness. But how do you know there's a problem? They deny its power. These are the ones who can even become social influencers and say to you on live, may I pray every day. You pray every day, but your lifestyle looks like you're not from praying. It looks like you're partnering with the enemy. Why? They are having a form of godliness. And this is what Jesus was saying. Hi, as you are developing 
beware of the living of the Pharisees because sometimes you can derail yourself from true development and start having forms of godliness and denying its power. Dangerous. What does a form of godliness mean? It simply means we expect you to be religious. A form of godliness can even make you pray. But the only reason you are praying is so that you can make records. That's a form of godliness. Guys, John in his writing says, you cannot have, you cannot say you, you, f you fellowship with God, yet you still walk in darkness. You cannot. So you cannot come to me and tell me, Pastor, I prayed for three days straight, nonstop. I was praying and I was with the Lord three days, nonstop. Don't tell me that. The way I'll know you were meeting God is through your life. It's through your conduct. I'll know that you met God. Your life in itself should become a sermon that you are being transformed and who you are actually meeting. You say God is patient and that's the God you meet. But why are you not like him? Are you sure you are meeting him? Or you just have a form of godliness? Let me show you. Let me show you what a form of godliness looks like. Matthew 23 verse 1. That's why you need to understand this. Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his di disciples. Next verse. Saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Uh -huh. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Then he says, but do not do according to their works. He's saying when you hear the Pharisees speak, do whatever they are doing, but don't, no, do whatever they are saying, but don't do what they are doing. It simply means a form of godliness will always have a conflict in what you say and how you act. Okay. It says for what they say and do, for what for for they say and do not do. That's what the Bible says. Next verse. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their finger. Next verse. But all their works they do. Are you seeing this? All their works they do to be seen by men. It simply means these guys serve. They labor. But the reason they labor is to be seen by men. It says they make their phyl phylacteries broad and they 
enlarge the borders of their garments. They can even wear long dresses. A dress that will reach here. Like this. A form of godliness, but the heart, when they reach home, is another issue. Next verse. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues. Listen. <laughs> even though they, you, I want you to notice something. Here, it's not even about loving the best seats. Here, the thing is, they attend the synagogues. They go to church. <laughs> it's not even about it's the mama enda. Next verse. Greetings in the marketplaces and to be called by men. Rabbi, Rabbi. That's what they like. Then skip to verse 23. And now, listen now, Jesus begins to now declare over them. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and uh, anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. I'll explain this. He's saying Pharisees, they even tithe. <laughs> they even tithe us. Eh? Yet, there are certain systems that only allow tithers to be leaders. Or, you know, other, or to say anything. Now, here is a person that tithes, wears long clothes, wears, you know, goes to church consistently, does this, does that, works, serves, and Jesus has a problem with that person. Why does Jesus have a problem? Because he says there are certain things that you are doing, but you are neglecting weightier matters. He says, these you ought to have done. It simply means you should have tithed. It's okay. But you shouldn't have left the others undone. You can come to church. It's okay. But you also need to work on your character. Don't leave it undone. Yes. You are fasting, it's okay. But let us see the fruits of your Christianship in other things that spell your life. Yes, you are coming here and you are obedient. But what about your parents at home? You are leaving these things undone. 
and you need to be careful because at the end of the day while you are supposed to be developing to ensure Christ is formed in you you are developing to become something else when you put yeast in your cakes what does the yeast do to the cakes it makes them to rise so when you have the living of pharisees accommodated in your life it will look as if you are developing christ something else is developing in you becoming bigger pride is growing rebellion is growing and at the end of the day this is why you and I need to come to a place to be able to analyze how we act analyze your actions as a child of god analyze your actions as someone who serves analyze your actions in the marketplace everywhere analyze your actions why should we declare ourselves to be people of integrity but we are stealing from our workplaces at the end of the day will we look like Christ certainly not why will i say father i just want to be like you service is over you are insulting people saints of god it's time to look in the mirror of God's word. Do you look like Jesus? Because that's the goal. That's the goal. And for you to look like Jesus, remember there has to be a consistency in what you do. Just you becoming a good believer you will not have to be forced to do a lot of you will not be forced to pray some people just to cause you to pray we need to give you time to lead on friday just to allow you to pray we need to give you okay pray some on friday because if we don't give you the platform to pray some or to lead prayers on friday you will not pray and the reason why at least we put that program so that in a week you don't go one week nothing yes we have to deliberately insert prayer schedules when thursday midweek service we have to start with prayer friday we will pray sunday we start we will have to pray just at least 
at the end of the day we must come to a place where we deal with religiousness not having a form of godliness if you are going to be godly in the house of the lord wherever you are going to go be the same whether it's in your workplace whether it is at home let there be transformation should be second corinthians 3:18 if not second it should be first or see But we all with unveiled face Let me explain unveiled When Paul was writing this he was saying when Moses met God his face was transformed like there was the glory of God over his face such that when he came down people could not look at Moses there was so much glory on his face so Moses had to cover a veil because of that so that people are not scared but what was the transformation obviously caused by it was caused by him being with the lord face to face you you can't be with god and you're not changing you can't you really can't If you're not changing then you're having a form of godliness and denying the power of transformation. You deny it one or another. So now the Bible says for we with an unveiled face there's no need for us to put a veil on us. But with an unveiled face we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So we are looking at God. We are looking at his glory manifested through his word manifested through his spirit and when we behold the bible says we are being transformed into the same image it simply means if i look at god god does not change to become like me i change to become like him that's how it is That's how it is. Ha. Now, where is the lesson in this? The lesson in this is if you observe any weakness in your life, go and face God. If you observe character problems, go and face God. If you observe discipline problems consistency issues go and face god but first of all you need to accept some of the challenges that you are having if you got a problem accept it in a problem ni makaripa maningi i get offended accept it i have no patience I easily get emotional. 
I just cry anytime and anyhow. Does the Lord just cry anytime and anyhow? No, but it's my hormones. You are not meant to look like your hormones. So don't let your hormones define you. You should reflect. So go back to God, look at him. The Bible says you're going to be transformed in the image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. Allow God to be fully formed in you. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you.